She's not here to judge. She's here to report the honest news on healthy living. She's Andrea Donsky, along with Lisa Davis. It's time for Naturally Savvy. Hey, everyone. My terrific co-host, Lisa Davis, is away today, so I will be hosting the show solo. As a tea lover, I know how my body feels after drinking a warm, beautiful, hot cup of tea. But here to tell us why drinking tea is good for our body, both inside and out, is Cindy Bigelow, president and CEO of the family-owned Bigelow Tea Company. Welcome back to Naturally Savvy Radio, Cindy. Thank you for having me back. I love talking about tea with you. (laughs) And I love tea, so it's perfect. (laughs) All right, all right. So... Why is it so great for us to drink tea? I mean, just let's, let's just get to the nitty-gritty of why we should all be drinking tea. Well, you're drinking the brew of a vegetable. Bottom line, that's what you're doing. And it's filled with these super antioxidants. They have been really talking about the health benefits of tea for over 20 years. I've actually been lecturing on it. And they come from very renowned Harvard University, Columbia, Tufts. And it's these super polyphenols in green tea, black tea, and oolong that are so good for cardiovascular, for cancer, for skin, for weight loss. I mean, it, there's probably about 15 benefits that are unbelievable, all from drinking this lovely beverage. Hmm. You know, when I was preparing for the show today, one of the questions I had, and you kind of, you just talked, touched on it, uh, was, are, is there science behind it? Is there real research behind it? And I love that you said, you know, at Harvard and, and in the science, it's saying that it's good for us to drink it. So I love that you said that. Tufts University has been a big fan of tea for a long time. They're one of the number one institutions that really researches the value of tea. Now, is there, are there a certain amount of cups we should be drinking? So you talk about green tea, you talk about black tea, you talk about oolong. You know, for people who are listening, they might say, oh, I have a cup of green tea every morning. And, you know, should they be having three cups of green tea? Is there a certain amount that the research is showing that is going to help them or be more, more beneficial for them when it comes to their health? Well, the studies vary. For example, Columbia University did uh, a study that had six cups of tea for about six months. So that's a lot of tea. So in all the reading that I've done over the 20 to 25 years, I always say that if you're putting in three cups of tea a day into your body over the long term, you're definitely making a significant impact. And I sometimes do two in once. So I might Mm -hmm. take two green teas or a green tea and a green tea with pomegranate, and I'll actually make a, a, a larger mug that has two tea bags in it. So I actually did two at one time. (laughs) <laughs> that's a great tip. I love that. You know what? I've done that myself too. So I love that you just said that. <laughs> yeah. And that I also do awesome. that fresh brewed iced tea. The same thing I'll take, cause you know, for you to have the health benefits, again, studies have shown you really should drink it within the first hour so that it doesn't oxidize. And so I'll do that with fresh brewed iced tea. I'll take two tea bags of whatever flavors I want of my teas and I'll make a concentrate, pour it over ice and drink it. And again, I had iced tea, but I had two tea bags worth of antioxidants. So it's easy to get three in when you do it like that. Hmm. So the, the temperature of the tea doesn't affect its efficacy? The temperature of the tea is a very good question. Um, you know, I think you do need to make sure if you want the antioxidants out in black tea, it does need to be a rolling boil because you want that full extraction. A lot of times okay. when you go to a restaurant, no disrespect, they don't give you hot enough water, so you're not mm-hmm. truly getting that full extraction. So it is important that you have the right temperature uh, so that you're getting everything you can out of that tea bag. 
What about someone who doesn't drink caffeine and they, they, they prefer, let's say, a decaf green tea? Would it still have the same benefits, the same antioxidants? Yes. In the case of green tea, um, we uh, have seen research to indicate that about, not 100%, Andrea, but about 70 to 80% of the health benefits will remain in decaffeinated green tea. Mm, okay. Okay, well, that's good to know. And what about herbal tea? So, for example, I know that, you know, green tea, black tea, and oolong don't fall into that category, but are there health benefits that have been studied when it comes to the herbal tea category? Oh, absolutely. Um, Ginger and lemon and mint, raspberry, all of those herbal teas have different health benefits. They're not the camellia sinensis bush. They do not have the antioxidant properties of a cup of tea but they are wonderful for you and very, very, very healthy. They just have different properties. So chamomile, very calming. Mint, also very good. Raspberry, good for nausea. When you're pregnant, you want to, you know, calm everything down. I mean, there's just the benefits for herbs are fantastic. They're just different, that's all. Hmm. Now, I know you launched a new line of teas. Can you tell us a little bit about those? Oh, our Steep by Bigelow line is a gorgeous, line of about 15 organic teas. We have a beautiful sweet cinnamon, which has got a lovely, lovely sweet cinnamon taste to it, um, but a beautiful black tea base. And we have a lemon ginger and a dandelion and peach rooibos with some green tea in that. And we have all kinds of fun flavors, oolong and jasmine green tea and uh, rooibos hibiscus, uh, chamomile citrus. So we have some Mm. lovely things. What we tried to do, Andrea, with our organic teas is we try to do what Big L stands for, a truly flavorful cup. I do think, Mm -hmm. personally, a lot of teas do not deliver on the flavor. They might have a good aromatic experience, but not quite the delivery in a cup. So we tried to design this, like, these, like, craft teas, but really delivering on the the full flavor. Now, I want to take a second to just talk about when it when it comes to that full flavor when you're drinking a cup of tea. So someone like yourself who's a tea aficionado, you, you understand what that means. But let's say someone, a regular person who loves their cup of tea, how could they really enjoy that flavorful tea experience? Like what are they looking for? What are they focusing on when they're drinking it? It's, it's a, like, I guess what's that sensation? Maybe you, I know it might be hard to describe, but what can you describe to us well, that we can Well, for example, I just got for? back from India. I was in Assam and I was in Darjeeling. They're very different taste profiles. When you're drinking a strong Assam tea, it almost should have a malty flavor. So it's okay. a, it should have astringency and a little bit of a malty flavor. Assams are very good to add a little bit of milk and sweetener to. They're really designed to be a very hearty product. When you drink a Darjeeling, a Darjeeling needs to be very, very smooth. Now, you always need to taste a tea taste. It cannot just taste like hot water. So your okay. question is excellent. What does tea taste like? You have to drink multiple teas to actually know. It's like wine. The more wines you drink, the more you understand what a quality uh, glass of wine really should taste like, whether it's a Chianti or a Malbec. And the same thing with a black tea. So a Darjeeling, I must have drank 200 cups of Darjeeling, but by the end you really understood the nuances of slight astringency, a lighter product. You should never put milk in a Darjeeling, but still has a tea flavor to it and not too much astringency. That's a key thing as well. And, you know, I think when I think of tea, I think some people like it sweetened. Some people, like you had mentioned, uh, mm-hmm. what comes with the Assam tea, they put milk in it. 
but I would I would think that to get that real that real flavor would be to have it unsweetened, right? Is that really the real way to drink tea? Um, in the case of an Assam, it is literally a very very hearty uh, taste. And so if you put a little bit of sweetener, I'm, I'm talking a little bit, and a little bit of milk, never cream, it actually will round it out and smooth it out. But again, in the case of Darjeeling, I absolutely would say you wouldn't put anything in, no sugar, mm-hmm. no milk whatsoever. So that's what's so interesting. Even something called tea can have to be treated different and has different taste profiles. I was in Sri Lanka, completely different taste profile. Hmm. I love that. So it's not one tea fits all. It's really, it depends on where it's coming from. And does Bigelow buy tea from all different regions? I'm sure, assuming the answer is yes, but explain to us just maybe we have 30 seconds, you know, what the process is for bringing in teas from around the world or where they come from. We're very careful we buy. We like to buy from the same gardens because we need to know the gardens. We need to know the gardens are being run well. The people are being treated well. The plants, the soil's being treated well. And it makes a huge difference in the taste. So we're very picky about the particular gardens we buy from. Year after year, we use the same ones. I would love to tour your your tea factory one day. I think it would be so interesting to see how it, what the process is, what it's made. So, Cindy, thank you, thank you, thank you for being on our show today. You can learn more about Cindy at BigelowTea.com. We work with them. They're a naturally savvy partner. We adore them. You can also follow them on Twitter at BigelowTea. I'm Andrea Donsky. This is Naturally Savvy Radio on Radio MD. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Your Radio MD and at Naturally Savvy. Thanks for listening, everyone. Grab that cup of tea and stay well.